Well, hello there, my kings and queens of the jungle. Welcome to the Daily DLP. I'm your host with the most, Ash Thompson, and today we're going to discuss the importance of week two. Chris, do the thing. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. With a copious amount of reflection since Thursday on the opening night victory over the Chiefs, let's turn the page to Week 2 and the Seattle Seahawks. Now, there is no shortage of reasons for Lions fans to hate the Seahawks. Remember when they punched the ball out the back of the end zone for a touchback that should have been a penalty, but surprise, surprise, the refs forgot the rule that week. Remember when they fleeced Bob Quinn for Quandre Diggs, leaving a hole at safety that wasn't filled until last year when Kirby Joseph got on the field? Remember when Maria went on a date with Tony behind Chino's back? Wait, no. That's why we hate the Jets. And that rumble won't be happening unless it's in February. Aaron Rodgers' Achilles injury makes that a lot less likely. In the all-time matchup, the Lions are 5-11, and against the Seahawks, so we can basically pick which game we'd like to be angry about. The Lions blew at the Hawks in 1976, but then dropped the next four head-to-head matchups. The Lions owned the Seahawks during the Barry Sanders era. Uh-huh, you're representing. But, then... Honestly, none of that matters on Sunday. Just like how the network affiliates on the cable stations in my northern Canadian hometown when I was a kid, having half been Detroit and half been Spokane, Washington of all places, leaving my hometown weirdly factionalized between these two areas for American sports team fanaticism. Um, it also doesn't matter that the Seahawks are my wife's favorite team. And if this game goes poorly, the chance of sea fence, sea fence, will echo through my house. That doesn't matter. Like, we all have our own reasons to hate the Seahawks. This is my least favorite team in the NFL. Like, I really, really hate the Seahawks. From their obnoxious, ugly neon green jerseys, to the fact that they're so unoriginal, they couldn't come up with a nickname for their fans, so they actually paid Texas A&M for the license to steal theirs, and then didn't renew the license for the nickname The Twelfth Man, which they absolutely did not make up. And the best their marketing geniuses could come up with was The Twelves. I really, really hate the Seahawks. But that isn't why Week 2 matters. Here's why week two matters. If you go one and one, you've effectively done nothing. The first two weeks, basically, just shortened your season to a 15-game season. Like, you're fine, but you've basically accomplished nothing. And those results didn't help or hinder you. The Seattle Seahawks are 0-1-1. They desperately need to claw their way up to 1-1. One and one. They need to get to that everything is fine, everything is okay level. 
because there are consequences to not doing that. Since 1990, and yes, I'm going to invoke history older than the last five seasons here. Only 31 teams of the 270 that have started 0-2 have made the playoffs. That's 11.4% of the teams starting 0-2 who have gone on to what could be called a successful season. For the Seattle Seahawks, Week 2 is everything. For the Bobby Wagner farewell tour, it's the difference between a sad and pointless final season reliving his glory days and having a real opportunity to make one last run at the division. Maybe even one more after that on his way out the door. It's Pete Carroll fighting off that oncoming inevitable wave of media members asking the question, has Pete lost touch with the youths because he's so old? It's Geno Smith not confirming that everything about last year was a fluke and that the team made a terrible, terrible decision to extend him. For the Seahawks, week two is everything. Their entire season is on the line with all the baggage that comes with that. The Detroit Lions, though, are 1-0. Which makes week two a little bit different. Since 1990, yes children, I'm doing it again. 171 of the 268 teams that have gone 2-0 have made the playoffs. That's a 63.8% chance of making the playoffs if you go 2-0. The Detroit Lions haven't made the playoffs since 2016. They've made the playoffs three times since the year 2000. They missed the playoffs by one game last year in a tiebreaker to guess who. The Minnesota Vikings have taken a step back. The Green Bay Packers have taken a step back. The Chicago Bears couldn't step any farther back than they were last year, but they don't really seem to have taken a step forward. The Lions haven't gone 2-0 in six years. They haven't had a team go into week three with every reason to expect to make the playoffs since 2017. That's the year 9-7 and seven wasn't good enough. The year Bob Quinn drove this franchise off a cliff. 6-10, and 3-12-1, and 5-11, 3-13-1, and 9-8, which was still not good enough but it took this franchise five years to get back to that. For the Detroit Lions, a team that has made the playoffs only 23% of the seasons that make up my time on this earth so far. For Brad Holmes, who gets to hear every year about how he's doing the offseason wrong. He's the main villain. For Dan Campbell, who gets to hear about kneecaps Every time a national media pundit rolls through town and graces the Lions with some coverage. For MCDC. For Aiden Hutchinson, who grew up rooting for this franchise and now gets to be a part of the revitalization. The guy who puts his black on one eye at a time, just like the rest of us. For a franchise 
who has one player on the roster who was even alive last time they won a playoff game. Thanks for coming back, Marvin. I know you were open on a couple of those targets and the ball just wasn't catchable. I love you, man. This team has coaches that weren't alive last time they won a playoff game. For all the free agents who bought into the program that Holmes and Campbell sold on hard knocks last year, you remember the team that can and will. For those men who are giving the team one or more years of their prime, for Sutton, Gardner-Johnson, Glasgow, Montgomery, Bridgewater, and Germ, who came back. For that team to put themselves in a position to have a 63% chance to make the playoffs, for them, for us, the fans, week two is everything. Hey, remember this feeling that wasn't perfect. We stick together. We are built for this sh- boys. We are built for this sh- 2-1-0 next. Let's go. Win on three. One, two, three. Win. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go. Woo! Let's go, baby. Lions on three. One, two, three. Yes! You've had enough of that shit.